You tuned into Talking Business with Beverly, the show designed to provide entrepreneurs with clarity around their overall business through mind, body, and soul. Join our host, Beverly Walthour, as she explores the latest business trends to help you grow your business. Hello and welcome to Talking Business with Beverly. I am your host and business strategist, Beverly Wathauer. Thank you so much for joining us as we support you, the entrepreneur, in getting the clarity needed to create time and financial freedom in your business. And so we do this by not only addressing your business needs, but also your physical mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, and financial needs as well. And now join me in welcoming Toy Thomas to the show. Hello, Toy. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. And you guys, this is going to be another amazing conversation. So, of course, I always tell you guys, make sure you have paper and pencil as you're listening to this. Now, of course, if you're driving in your car, just record it. But <laughs> and those of you that are stationary, make sure that you're writing this down because I bought Toy in. Uh, just to speak with us about our finances and just how to become a financial powerhouse. Of course, us being entrepreneurs, we want to ensure that, you know, we don't have <laughs> more money going out of our business that's coming in. And so Toy is just going to speak with us about how to become a financial powerhouse. But Toy, before we dive into that conversation, I love to play this game with my guests where I ask them three random questions. So Toy, are you game to play the game? Absolutely. All right. So let's see. There we go. Okay, the first one. What is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is blue. Um, Ah. And actually, uh, blue is is calming for me. So I have a very reserved personality. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm a blue person all the way. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so are you a coffee drinker or a tea drinker? Oh, my goodness. I am hand down. (laughs) Herbal tea, uh, traditional medicinals. I actually grow my own uh, plants, my own herbs. So I am absolutely all the way herbal tea. That is so cool. I love that. Did you hear it say she grows? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And then what is one of your favorite foods? One of my favorite foods? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I actually love seafood. So I oh. love big um, salmon, uh, fresh seafood. If I ever go to the, the East Coast, I love to eat crab and shrimp. Um, I can eat that all day. So I'm a big seafood fan. Yes. I'm like, I love her. My favorite color is blue, and I absolutely love seafood. See, I knew that's why we connected. See? <laughs> well, Toy, let's go ahead and just dive into this conversation because finances, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, we want to just ensure that we, we have what we need to have a sustainable business. So kind of tell us, um, you know, what kind of business do you have? Okay, so Beth, I am a founder and owner of an accounting agency. And so what I do is I support women-owned small businesses. Um, I provide accounting strategies. We also focus on teaching financial literacy. And ultimately, our goal is to build generational wealth, to use business ownership to get um, those businesses. So, yeah, Toy, kind of tell us what kind of business do you have? 
Okay, Bev, I am owner of Speak to Empower Accounting Agency, and we support women-owned small businesses. We teach accounting strategies, financial literacy, and building generational wealth. Our primary goal is to showcase accounting as the love language of business. So it is a form of business self-care is what I like to call it. Oh, my goodness. Did she say accountant love language and self-care? Oh, she ready to break all this down because when we – I never thought about it like that. <laughs> she said the love language and self-care. Okay, we, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a delve a little deeper in what she means by this because sometimes when we look at our finances, it may not look the way that we desire for it to look, and she's talking about love languages and self-care. Okay, so, Toy, talk to us. So you mentioned accounting. And so before we even go any further – Speak with us between the difference between like accounting, like if I have an accountant, if I have a CPA, is that the same person? Like what, what is the difference in that, in that verbiage and, and terminology? Okay, that's, that's actually a great question, and I get asked that a lot. So in uh, any successful business that I've, I've been a part of and any successful business that I know of usually has three different areas to accounting. Most people think of accountants as CPAs, and the primary thing they think about is taxes. But actually, accountants are, uh, they focus on financial reporting and analysis. Um, we also are bookkeepers. Uh, some of us are bookkeepers who enter transactions in, into your accounting system. Um, so we're way more than taxes. I get a lot of uh, requests for help with taxes or requests for help with nonprofits and grants so that you can get out of writing or paying for taxes. So, um, yeah, the difference, the primary difference between an accountant and a CPA is the certification only. Um, mm -hmm. They both carry the same amount of educational background um, and, uh, and depending on their expertise may dwell into separate uh, different expertise. Gotcha. And so with the, you said it's, it's a, a difference in the level of the type of certification. Right. And so between a, a CPA and an accountant. And so yeah. should we have both? Should we have a CPA and an accountant or how does that work or how should that look? I encourage anyone that is in business to focus on checks and balances. So mm. I encourage you to have both. Mm -hmm. um, both accounting departments have both. So, so the CPA has the actual certification and is the one that, should you be audited, can represent you in an audit, such as a tax audit. They can represent you before the IRS. They are the ones that they can sign off on your taxes and then they can represent you and, according to the work done. An accountant may not have the certification, but they have the education. So they may mm. have the time uh, normally to work with you throughout the year, whereas a CPA may only be uh, working with you at the end of the year, getting your taxes together. Uh, they may charge a premium for tax planning, which is done during the year. So if you want to really uh, be proactive in uh -huh. Uh -huh. tax reporting, you can work with an accountant, and an accountant would work with you monthly, quarterly, look at your financial statements, perform a uh, performance analysis. Um, so I encourage uh, people to have both a CPA and accountant, and if you have the extra money in your business, uh, to have a bookkeeper enter in, entering in the transactions, then you just have more eyes on your books, and it's always good uh -huh. to have a second set of eyes. So uh, your CPA can check your accountant, your accountant can check your CPA, your bookkeeper can check, and, and then you're, you're more secure in your business. Uh, believe it Perfect. or not, small businesses are more successful to fraud. And it's mm -hmm. actually fraud that can wipe a small business out. So I encourage people to not go 
on the uh, cheaper route when it comes to their accounting mm-hmm. and focus on maximizing the uh, security. And that usually comes from a segregation of duties, having three different people performing three different roles. Wow. Okay. That makes a whole lot of sense. So I know that that has now cleared some things up. <laughs> for some people and so and she clearly explained like the the pros and cons of having all three um and so you know that checks and balances pieces because we don't want because just like you said as a small business trying to battle and combat fraud is going to be more costly to us than some of the larger businesses so we certainly want to ensure that we have those checks and balances in place so i absolutely love that toy and so kind of talk to us how did you get started with your business how did I get started with my business? So I, um, I've always wanted to be a business owner. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a type A personality, I guess you would call it. I'm more of a perfectionist. Um, so accounting was right along the lines of, uh, you know, accuracy and uh-huh. not making uh-huh. errors. Um, growing up, my parents were working class. Uh, my mother is a retired registered nurse. My dad is an Air Force veteran. Um, but in terms of money, they handled their money completely differently. My mom was a go-to-the-bank type of person, which we were um, taught that was the right way to do to do things. And my dad was more so of the mentality that he didn't trust the banks. So he was uh, check cashing uh, a check cashing uh, person, and he liked to go to the check cashing places in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. So he definitely uh-huh. supported neighborhood owned community based businesses. <laughs> um, but he um, he liked to keep all of his money on him. So uh-huh. to me, I grew up in a world of right versus wrong, and, and, uh-huh. and that's the way I saw it for a very long time. It wasn't until I got older and started uh, in accounting and, and my own education that I realized that um, it was really uh, they both were opposite sides of the same coin. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Depending on how you look at it, there's pros and cons to banking as well as pros and cons to uh, maybe having a, your your accounts at you know at home or at mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to really understand how money works. Um, yes. And so that's why as, as I grew in my education, I have about 18 years in the accounting industry. I really wanted to show other small business owners uh, how uh, the the financial system and how it works. And I'm I'm finding that uh, that's one of the key uh, missing uh, pieces to business ownership is uh-huh, uh-huh. Piece. Wow. And so where do you feel or, you know, how do you feel that that, that piece, that misconception, where, where is that stemming from? I, I think it really just stems from a lack of education. Um, uh-huh. In terms of, you know, um, in schools, we're, we're not taught uh, financial literacy on a uh-huh. large scale, at least uh-huh. not, in, not in the schools I came from. I was not taught uh-huh. uh, anything about financial literacy, anything about banking or uh, saving money or how, how money even works, like uh, making your money work for you, interest, uh-huh. any of that. I was not taught that in high school. And um, at the dinner table, that wasn't something that my parents yep. actually discussed with us. Uh, finances were more of a very private um, a discussion. So mm-hmm. even in dealing with adults now, uh, other women, we are very emotional about our financial um, status. And if it's not going well, that is not something we're going to talk about. We may mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when the sales are coming in, 
you know, uh, everything is popping off, everything is going great. But at the end of the day, what does the bottom line look like? Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. is where we kind of tend to uh, become more hush mouth and mm-hmm. um, and I think that just stems from not having the uh, comfort level and speaking openly about finances. And that well, comes from childhood. That is so powerful. And so this, just, this question just popped up in my head when you just asked that. So if we see, uh, and, you know, especially, you know, specifically as women, but just, you know, people, period, when it comes to their finances, if it's not being talked about at home, and I used to teach, and yeah, you're correct, that financial literacy, or if it was something that was maybe career day or something that popped up here and there. Um, you know, so it's not being talked about at home. It's not being talked about at school. So what do you do, you know, with all this information and knowledge that you have to educate those people so that there's not that embarrassment or I'm not hiding because you say, yeah, when the, when the money's flowing in, we're good. But when it starts to, when it's not flowing, that's where we start to get embarrassed and, and stuff like that. So how do you kind of keep people educated and keep that conversation out in the public so that it's not taboo. Okay. Um, so I, I uh, have a three-leg uh, system that we pretty much use to support our clients. We have an educational platform of online accounting courses where mm-hmm. uh, we start with at, at the beginner level or slay your profit goals. Uh, beginner mm-hmm. level just teaches you the basics of accounting. So we teach the terminology. Um, uh-huh. We also teach how it works within your business. We have a uh, mid-level that goes more into strategy, um, how to look at your revenues and expenses and determine your profit line, and then how to create a strategy from that. Uh, we also look at your mindset. So we have a six-question um, matrix that deciphers your money mindset. And uh-huh. uh, some of the questions that I ask, it's not a, a detailed um therapy session, uh-huh. <laughs> but in a sense, it is a self-care session. Because some of the questions I ask uh, concerning your comfort level, does money cause you discomfort, that is uh-huh. the first roadblock that I have uh, with my clients, is as soon uh-huh. as we start to discuss finances, they kind of um, the clench up. And, uh-huh. and so, so initially, we need to get those, those um, hidden um feelings out in the open. Uh, So we do talk about a money mindset. We also talk about financial planning, um, and we talk about it in terms of your cash flow, uh, break-even analysis, profit. So I really dig deep into the terminology. Um, Uh This would be the terminology that you would use if you have a CPA. And Uh so uh, Uh many of my clients come to me and say that they have CPAs, and I prefer that they do, uh, Uh but they don't understand what their CPA is Uh because of the jargon. Uh, so I like to educate my clients so that they can go in and have an uh, educated, informed, engaging discussion with their CPA. That makes so, so much more me, sense. Um, in college, accounting was the uh, least favorite subject in the school of business. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, the, the business management, the marketing majors, those were the things that were more popular. Uh-huh, However, uh-huh. Uh, we like to say that uh, accounting is the language of business. You have to be able to speak the language if you want to uh, uh-huh. be successful as a business okay. So I do bring okay. it back to courses. I try to make them fun and engaging. It's not your um, college uh, textbook uh, accounting <laughs> class 101. Uh, it's more uh, real experience, real life. And, um, yeah, so that's what we do. We have an, an online accounting platform, and then also we, also 
we also offer one-on-one uh, services. Okay. One-on-one services as well. Wow. And so this has been, this is enlightening, like I open it. <laughs> and so, Toy, we're going to actually have you dive even deeper uh, right after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Talking Business with Beverly. Are you ready to become the extraordinary leader who fulfills God's plan and purpose for your life? At J.W. Smith, we offer a transformational virtual five-month Leading on Purpose coaching and development program. We can help you discover your purpose, turbocharge your influence, and enhance your leadership presence. To learn more, visit www.jwsmithassociates.com. That's www. JWSmithAssociates.com. Rachel Christina's Christian coaching firm focuses on women who are looking to solidify their identity, unlock their purpose, and unleash their authority as a kingdom ambassador. The Lifestyle Cleanse program focuses on identifying toxic behaviors and thought processes hindering your growth. The program will plant new seeds of truth and promise from the Word of God. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. That's Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. Are you a woman who is ready to reclaim your she power so that you can become more bold, fierce, and free? Kimberly Brown, the worth specialist, can help you. My Power of Self program is designed to help individuals do just that. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. That's Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. Norma McClatchlin is a certified master coach and the CEO slash founder of Chosen Path Christian Coaching. The Free to Choose Forgiveness documentary has a call for forgiveness stories. If you have a story that will provide hope and freedom for those held in bondage of unforgiveness, we want to hear from you. Email your 10-minute high-quality video of you telling your story to firstladynorma at gmail.com. That's firstladynorma at gmail.com. Hello and welcome back to Talking Business with Beverly. And so before the break, we were having a conversation with Toy Thomas. And so she has an accounting firm and we're going to talk more about how to become a financial powerhouse. So Toy, before the break, you were just going in on, in a good way, on how you kind of support your clients and the importance of, you know, with your clients, most of them usually have a CPA. And so the word that kept coming to my mind as you were talking was empower. So you empower them to be able to have the conversations with their CPAs and to be able to have just a conversation, you know, because accounting is the language of business. So y'all see how I'm using her terminology and stuff? I feel more empowered myself. <laughs> and so uh, for you, you know, and I, and I hear, you know, you kind of walk us through how you support your clients with your online courses that you have, with your one-on-one -on -one services that you have, but what's usually going on with your clients that kind of propel them to even reach out to you for your services? What's usually happening? Okay. Um, what, I, what I've been seeing, and I'll use um, – just some of the people who have reached out to me recently. Um, typically, people, uh, business owners, reach out to me when they're at a point where they are overwhelmed. Mm. And they know that there's something wrong with their system of accounting, the, their routine. Um, uh -huh. So typically, I get people after they've received a letter from the IRS that they're being audited. Mm. I I, I get people after they've had a major financial setback. Uh, recently, last week, um, someone reached out to me who had um, 
they owed at one point seventy thousand dollars in tax. Whoa, whoa. Uh, so, um, and they were trying to figure out like how they could get around not having to do the tax planning. They they, they uh-huh. wanted to save uh-huh. money. They didn't want uh-huh. to pay the CPA any more money, but they also didn't want anyone coming in and technically looking around in their books. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. You know, so there's either a financial setback, there's a, a pending audit, um, or there's just a need for uh, uh, more help. They are uh, wearing um, all of the hats. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. delegating and trusting and, and the financial, uh, the task, who, who does this, who does, what should I be doing, and, and how do I uh, understand, you know, what my CPA is saying to me, uh, I'm only meeting with him or her uh, once a year. Uh-huh. Uh, so I uh-huh. to get clients once they've hit, they haven't hit bottom yet. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. In my world, is bankruptcy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they're going. Um, bankruptcy is is could easily uh, happen, especially like I said with um, I'll use the uh, the person who had the seventy thousand dollars in debt. She admitted that that could have wiped her business out. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wow. uh, luckily for her, she had saved uh, a, a substantial amount of money um, mm-hmm, to pay for that. Mm-hmm. But um, but I when I get clients, it's like. They're at the end of the rope. So what I try to do um, in terms of promoting uh, and empowering them to become a financial powerhouse, my definition of that is uh, someone that can weather the unexpected. So if you are a financial powerhouse, then you are proactive in um, your finances. So you're Mm -hmm. not – waiting until the end of the year in terms mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. trying to play the guessing game. You want to be involved throughout the year. You want someone that can partner with you that can maybe um, help you to see uh, things differently because many of my mm-hmm. ideal clients are extremely successful and highly educated. They can do mm-hmm. everything that I do and more. It's just mm-hmm. that their time is their focus and their purpose is something else. Mm-hmm, um, so we, we can't spread ourselves so thin as to want to wear, like I said, all of the hats. We have to know when to pass um, the baton to the next person. So I try to help them to see um, that, you know, having a uh, support system, which would include an accountant, a CPA, a bookkeeper, an accounting team, an accounting department, if they're planning uh-huh. to grow, will in turn allow them to have opportunities like more business ventures, pursuing uh, more education, all of that without accruing significant debt. Wow. And so there was a, quite a few things that you said in there that I want to kind of expound on a little bit more, and this is the, the part. So if, if I'm only seeing my CPA, you know, once a year, so can you kind of talk to us what it would look like if we were to bring you on? So I'm like, okay, Toy, I want to bring you on to my team, you know, so I'm bringing you on for my one-on-one services. What would it look like on a month-to-month basis working with you monthly? Because once again, I may only have the reference point of working with my CPA once a year. So what is it? what are some things that you'll have me looking at and doing and pulling and all that, you know, record keeping and all that stuff when it comes to the, to the, to the monthly interaction with you? Okay, so... Um in terms of what we do month to month or on a quarterly basis, uh-huh. is we're going to look at your your cash flow first, uh-huh. first and foremost. 
do you have a um, adequate level of cash flow? Now, in terms of individual uh, planning, if you're if you're doing your budget and all that, um, typically people say three to six months. But for mm-hmm. a small business, you may need eight to twelve months, and mm-hmm. that is enough money to cover your expenses uh, because. If you don't have any sales coming in, and not to say that that's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the ideal world, we want sales coming in, but we also want enough sales to cover our expenses. At the mm-hmm, end of the day, mm-hmm, expenses mm-hmm. are revenue-generating activities. So yes. if, we, if our expenses are not generating revenue, then we do what, what I like to do is an expense audit and see mm-hmm. which one of those expenses we either need to reduce or we need mm-hmm. to get rid of. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We also look at your revenue streams. Uh, there's a lot of promotion on um, having multiple revenue streams. Mm-hmm. So we look at that in terms of your time, in terms of the, the streams and their profitability. Uh, profitability for me uh, as an accountant means what do you have left over after you deduct your yes. expenses from your revenue? Yes. It's, it's not sales. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not cash. It's a completely yes. different entity. Um, mm-hmm. And so monthly, we look at your profit levels. Uh, we also want to make sure that you understand your break-even point, which would mean do you understand how much uh, expenses you're generating every month. Tax mm-hmm. is an expense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. on a monthly basis, we should be able to calculate how much tax mm-hmm. you owe based upon the amount of profit you brought yes. in. Yes. Um, so uh, then quarterly, is I like to do what I, uh, is known as a key performance indicator uh, analysis, and uh-huh. this is where I think uh, you can really begin to actually fall in love with your numbers because this is where we're doing our, our comparative analysis. Uh, uh-huh. We're not comparing ourselves to necessarily our um, uh, fellow business owners who are doing well, um, we are comparing ourselves against ourselves, month uh-huh, month, uh-huh. Uh, and we're also comparing ourselves to our industry's average, uh, which sometimes uh, we are not familiar with, and uh, believe it or not, they range um, uh, depending on your industry. So maybe for another industry, it may be um, their industry average to generate 12% in profit. But for mm-hmm. you, maybe it's only 6%. So we mm-hmm. want to look at those mm-hmm. numbers um, and then uh, use the key performance indicators to keep a running record. Um, so that that's, to me, what I like to do. I love numbers. So to me, it's the data that tells the story. So on a month-to-month basis, we look at the data, we strategize from there, we make adjustments, and then um, what I would do is work with your CPA to mm-hmm. um, just discuss with him. If the, if, do, am I experiencing any blind spots? Is there something that mm-hmm. I'm looking at? Um, I've had a client that, uh, or not a client, she was a business owner who said that she wasn't recording any of her payables. Mm. <laughs> she just wasn't putting them into the accounting system at all. Oh, wow. And um, for one, that means that her uh, net worth of her business is overstated. Um, mm-hmm. And for two, that's a major issue because that, uh, for a public company, is actually accounting fraud. Mm. That's a, yeah, a payable is a liability, and that is a form of hiding a debt um, mm. that is uh, what led to the 2001 Enron scandal uh, oh, wow. was uh, hiding of debt. Um, so, uh, yeah, so something like that 
for a CPA, if you're only meeting once a year, he's doing your taxes, he may not see that. And you've agreed that you're not going to pay for him to perform the bookkeeping services. He may not mm. um, Wow. You know, you're not recording everything that should be recorded. So on a monthly basis, those are the types of things that I would say, hey, look, if we're planning to grow, um, if we're planning to ever, you know, uh, maybe sell our business, we have to be able to value the business accurately, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. which would include all of the transactions, whether we like like it or not. <laughs> we just gonna ignore that. We just gonna ignore that one over there. Uh-huh. The, the good, the bad, and the ugly has mm-hmm. to be reported. Mm-hmm. And this, um, uh, I'm just so grateful to be to have this conversation with you because, first of all, you know the people that listen to the show, the people that I take on on as clients, like they treat their business as a business. It's not a hobby. It's not a sad hustle. Any of that stuff. And mm-hmm. so, as you guys hear <laughs> Toy as she's talking about this, and you know, being able to have that accounting side, you know, that accounting person on your team, it, it's a partnership. And being able to have that second set of eyes on what's going on, you know, her goal is to ensure that you have the highest profit level, you know, as possible. And the fact that she's looking at the different ways that the revenue comes in and, you know, make, ensuring that you have everything recorded, like that's so powerful. So once again, at the end, you know, you ha- and she mentioned, you know, making sure you have the money set aside for your taxes. So at the end, <laughs> when it's time for you to pay it, you're not going into shock and awe. <laughs> So if you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's the part that I love about what it is that you do. And so, Toy, if you could describe, like, what is one thing that makes you different from the other accounting agencies that are out there? What makes your services so different? Okay, uh, so we, we promote ourselves as faith-based, um, okay. faith-based and financial empowerment. Um, but um, in addition to that, um, we are also uh, focused and uh, grounded in three uh, pivotal areas that uh, we use our work to address. Uh, mm-hmm. the, first ed- the first area is the gender wage gap. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, that states uh, for every dollar uh, that a Caucasian male earns, women earn significantly less for the same work. Um, so here in central Ohio, which is where I'm from, uh, mm-hmm. African-American women earn 65 cent for every dollar that a Caucasian male earns, and then the national average is about 63 and a half cent. So hmm. business ownership really is a way to get around the gender wage gap, where you can set uh-huh. your own prices, you can level the playing field. So, we, so that is one area that our work addresses is why we promote business ownership. Um, uh, we also want to address the racial, the racial wealth gap. Uh, mm-hmm. which is um, for African-Americans, it means that if the wealth of the average African-American family uh, continues to grow at the same pace that it has for the past 30 years, it would take an African-American family 228 years oh. to amass the same amount of wealth that a Caucasian family has right now. Wow. Um, so to put that into context, we were enslaved, if you want to talk about the period of time for slavery, it was about 245 years. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So business ownership, again, is a way to get around some of the uh, persistent pay disparities in the workplace and also um, any ongoing economic discrimination that we are facing. So uh-huh. um, 
the word of God says that we are to be lenders, not borrowers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, so yes, it yes. It's pivotal for us to understand, um, to use our resources, all of our resources, all of our education, all of our experience to understand how to uh, create a thriving community of uh, business owners uh, and to provide an opportunity for the next generation to uh, become employed to pursue uh, educational opportunities um, and as well as uh, carry on other business ventures uh, for our families. So that's what we stand on. I absolutely love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. (laughs) This is so powerful, Toy. And I know that there are people that are listening in and they're just like, okay, (laughs) Beth. I need to know what I need to do to be able to work with her or to get more information about her. So, Toy, please share with us your website, your email, and your social media handles. Okay. uh, So you can check me out on my website. Uh, Join my uh, VIP email list there. It Mm -hmm. is www.speak2empower.org. Please feel free to connect with me. Send me a hello by email. You can email me directly at hello at speak2empower.org. Also, you can follow me. You can like me on Facebook, Instagram, at Speak2Empower. I do have a Facebook group uh, where we are slaying our profit goals, and in that group I teach seven action steps that will help you get your business finances in check and grow your profit in just 21 days. So feel free to request to join the group. Definitely you can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. I'm at Speak to Empower LLC. And then I invite you uh, to register for my Slay Your Business Taxes online masterclass, which will be taking place next month. You can register on the website. Registration is open right now. So Yes. Yes. Oh, my gracious. Absolutely amazing. So I want to thank you again for just coming in and having this conversation with us about how to become a financial powerhouse. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having awesome. me. Awesome. You're welcome. And we will have more after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Talking Business with Beverly. Norma McClatchlin is a certified master coach and the CEO slash founder of Chosen Path Christian Coaching. The free to choose forgiveness documentary has a call for forgiveness stories. If you have a story that will provide hope and freedom for those held in bondage of unforgiveness, we want to hear from you. Email your 10-minute high-quality video of you telling your story to firstladynorma at gmail.com. That's firstladynorma at gmail.com. Are you a woman who is ready to reclaim your she power so that you can become more bold, fierce, and free? Kimberly Brown, the Worth Specialist, can help you. My Power of Self program is designed to help individuals do just that. To learn more, visit calendly.com slash coachkimmyb. That's calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. Rachel Christina's Christian coaching firm focuses on women who are looking to solidify their identity, unlock their purpose, and unleash their authority as a kingdom ambassador. The Lifestyle Cleanse program focuses on identifying toxic behaviors and thought processes hindering your growth. The program will plant new seeds of truth and promise from the Word of God. To learn more, visit calendly.com slash Rachel. That's Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. Are you ready to become the extraordinary leader who fulfills God's plan and purpose for your life? 
At J.W. Smith, we offer a transformational virtual five-month Leading on Purpose coaching and development program. We can help you discover your purpose, turbocharge your influence, and enhance your leadership presence. To learn more, visit www.jwsmithassociates.com. That's www.jwsmithassociates.com. Hello, and welcome back to Talking Business with Beverly. We are now in the portion Hello and welcome back to Talking Business with Beverly. We are now in the portion of the show that I call Beverly's Six Figures uh, Framework Tip of the Day. And so these are strategies and resources that I use to create a six-figure business and then also what I use with my clients as well that to, have, to help them create their six-figure businesses as well, helping them to close $10,000, $50,000, $11,000, all these large sums of money, uh, sometimes usually in a matter of days. And so this is just stuff that I love to share, especially if you have, if you have a service-based business. It also works if you have a product base as well, but I specifically work uh, as a business strategist. I work with Christian female coaches who are looking to create financially successful businesses so they want uh, to create more income and impact without compromising their Christian values. So my people are service-based online uh, coaches, so relationship coaches, sales coaches, business coaches, mindset coaches, those types of coaches. And so these things are certainly things that you can implement. And so I started a four-part series, which started last week. And so really and truly just looking at the, the prayer of Jabez. So that's First Chronicles 4.10 and how you can structure and use that particular prayer as a way of just as an entrepreneur just standing on those promises and being able to stand on that prayer as you move and navigate throughout your business and so just as a reminder that prayer first chronicles 4:10 and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying oh that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I might not cause pain so God granted him what he requested. So once again, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. And so I'm reading this from the New King James Version. And so on the first part, we just talked about as an entrepreneur, you know, what does it look like for God to bless you? <laughs> And so I know for some people, they struggle with asking God to bless them because it's just like, oh, that's just that. Yeah, that's prideful and all that stuff like that. So we dispelled all those myths last time. So if you missed that particular uh, uh, that first part, certainly reach out to me and I'll make sure that you get that first part because now we're going to dive into the second part to this particular verse, this particular prayer where, you know, we're asking God to enlarge my territory and this has been one of the mo one of the most this whole prayer is powerful but this has been one of the most powerful pieces to this prayer for myself and for my clients I've run this I've done this as a challenge and my free Facebook group highly successful Christian female coaches and consultants I've run this in my paid Academy and so it's just been so powerful the shifts and changes and the things that have occurred in these women's lives and in their businesses because uh, as a result of coming together as a believer in business and then standing firm on a particular scripture and so in this case uh, you know first Chronicles 410 and when it comes to enlarging my territory so once again first we've asked God to bless us so we have these you know the things that we're asking God to bless us when it comes into our to our business and now we're asking him to enlarge our territory so we've been blessed in our businesses and a lot of us you know especially that financial side to our business 
and then now we're asking God to enlarge our territory and this is very powerful and of course depending upon the type of business that you have how you ask God to enlarge that territory is completely up to you and so you have to sit and decide you know what is it that you want because where your business is now it shouldn't be in that same place five years from now three years from now ten years from now and so you asking God to expand your territory is so powerful so for me you know some of the things and I remember clearly some of the things you know me asking God to expand my territory you know oh my god God I would love to be on a particular radio station and you know being able to have my voice heard or being on a particular spot on television television and lo and behold here I am you know me versus me being on someone else's TV and radio I actually have my own so remember we serve a God that can do exceedingly and abundantly above anything we can ask or think so where I'm thinking I'm going to be on someone else's platform he expanded it and blew my mind beyond anything that I could even ask for I was I, I wasn't thinking my own TV and radio show so asking God to enlarge your territory me asking God to expand you know when it comes to speaking so doing more more speaking events and so being able to be on stages and in rooms with powerful women that has occurred and I continue to ask and believe him for that ability to be able to speak more to especially when it comes to women and being able to empower them in their businesses empower them as female entrepreneurs to be able to create the lifestyle that they desire through their business so you know they have their personal goals and then allowing their business to power <laughs> their personal goals so that's you know so that that thing so being able to ask God you know asking God to expand it so whether or not it's speaking whether or not you desire to write a book whether or not it's you putting out a program whether or not it's you doing corporate consulting so being able to go and use your skill set for other businesses and organizations and being able to help now impact another business or organization so that's powerful when it comes to consulting so whether or not enlarging your territory involves you doing government contracts whether or not you know as I noted those of you either you desire to write a book or you may have a book and you're not you don't know how to leverage it in a way where it will increase your you know where you get more clientele or more speaking or more consulting so asking him to enlarge it in that sense asking him to enlarge your territory where your name is being spoken in rooms. so I, that's always that's a daily prayer <laughs> that I have you know when it comes to God that my name is being spoken in rooms that you know people that have the resources are speaking my name and it's been so powerful and it's so funny because one of the young ladies in my community in my Facebook community highly successful Christian female coaches and consultants she said she shared in the group not too long ago about how she had she got a job she has this one of her dream positions and so she was like oh my god Bev oh my god Bev you don't understand I was in there and I was telling them how much I love this community and how much I love working with you because she's one of my powerhouse clients and so you know once again that's always my prayer that my name is being spoken in a room so I didn't even know <laughs> that she was having that conversation with them until she actually said it and so you know so have that as a, as a consistent prayer where he's enlarging your territory you know if there are, are shows that you desire to be on so whether or not it's television radio podcast any of that stuff put it out there to God and watch what he does if you desire to speak on stages so I, you know I had the opportunity to to speak at the success women's conference in Biloxi 
uh, in in 2018 or sorry 2019 and you know the headliner was Iyanla Van Zandt I'm like oh my gosh so that was absolutely amazing to be able to speak you know at a at a conference that she was she was attending that she was the headliner so that was so powerful and then to see the other powerful women that were speaking at that event so once again you know enlarge my territory being able to secure a corporate contract job once again asking God to expand my territory so you just want to ensure that those are things you know think about and I always say like those big bold bodacious dreams that you have probably things that you probably haven't even shared with anyone because it's so big that it blows your mind and so you're afraid okay if I share it and if it doesn't happen then now I look crazy but no go before God and ask him to expand your territory even with those things like that and I always say watch how he takes that little dream although in your head is big but remember we serve the guy that created this earth you know so in your mind it's huge but you know it expand you know he, he will take it and uh, just expand it even bigger than that and so one thing that I always say you know as you're asking God and believing God to expand your territory you know sow seeds into that thing and so one thing that I always talk about and I always attest this too is for me uh, at the church in which I'm a member I serve on the media team and it's so crazy because me stepping up and the reason why and I always, I always say this and I'm like oh it's so selfish when I joined the media team <laughs> I joined the media team because I was always going live particularly on Facebook and so I just want to make sure I had you know the tips and all the good stuff you know to make sure that my live streaming videos were on point and so I joined it for that reason, not knowing that, you know, as I joined the media team, and so at our church, our media team is in control of our live stream and then what's seen on our website, and then we also are on television here in the Atlanta market. And But I, that, all of that stuff, they weren't doing all of that when I first joined the team. It was just, hey, we need you guys, <laughs> we need somebody on the team to do these cameras, you know, stuff like that. And so once again, because of the camera part, that's what made me want to, to join the team. And so lo and behold, not knowing that they had things going on in the background, so joined the team. So now I'm sowing my time uh, into this ministry. And of course, already sowing because of my tithes and offering. That was already a part of it. But now sowing my time as well. And then sowing particularly into the media team. And then I promise you, you know, as a result of that, within probably six months of me joining the media team, that's when I was presented the opportunity to do the TV and the radio show. Because mind you, if you heard me earlier, I said one of my things I was asking God for was to be on a show. Like I want to be on a local radio show that comes on here in Atlanta and I want to be able to drop some business tips, you know, very similar to what I do now here in this particular portion of the show. And I want to be able to come on and do that. And the same thing being on a local TV station and having a segment, you know, where I'm speaking about business. And like I said, lo and behold, being able to be on the media team and being offered my own show. And it certainly parallels because, as I stated, our church, they um, are on local uh, local networks here in Atlanta. So once again, there's a parallel. So you asking God to enlarge your territory, that's what I mean when I say so into that thing. So, you know, whatever it is that you're believing God for, so into it as well. <laughs> and watch how he absolutely blows your mind. And so when I say so, you know, so your time, so your money, so your energy into that and do it with a level of excellence and just watch what happens. And so that was just one example from my life of, you know, asking God for something 
in my business when it came to the expansion, expanding my territory, and then him taking it and absolutely running, <laughs> you know, to a level that I was not even expecting. And so now it's crazy because even with the television show, there are things that are going on right now with my television show behind the scenes as there are things going on at my church behind the scenes <laughs> with their, with our TV ministry right now. Once again, those parallels that I've noticed. So that parallel of what's going on with our church versus what's going on with my own show. And so that's why the power of God and the power of your ask, you asking God and standing on his scripture, God, you said in your word, you know, being able to stand on that scripture and his promises and watch how he continues to grow you. And so I, and I always say, even when asking God to expand your territory, of course, you are always your intentions, your heart, making sure that your intentions are pure, making sure your intentions are to always give God the glory for what it is that we're doing. And so, um, you know, just ensuring that that's a part of, you know, your reason why. Being able, of course, to expand for the kingdom and being able to allow others to see how God has used you <laughs> in such a powerful and mighty way and you being a testimony to other people. So, of course, always keep your intentions pure. You know, this is not, hey, I want to get all this money and get, get into this place so I can be seen and I can be heard and I, 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 I know it's not about you. <laughs> But just knowing that as God is blessing you in your business and as he's expanding your territory, that means that, you're now, that you now have the ability to be able to reach even more people. So you started, you know, one space and now, you know, being able to have that global impact. And so that is so powerful. And, you know, that, that expanding of the territory part of your business can ensure, definitely ensure that you are able to get your business and your brand out there in such a way where you remain in alignment because that's one of the biggest things with my with my clients is allowing them to be able to have that financially successful business without compromising their Christian values. And so now you're able, you know, because you're doing this, you know, based on your scripture, based on your heart, ensuring that you're coming from that place in that, that position of, um, you know, loving and caring and the intention of ensuring that you're doing it all for God's glory. And then as I always say, just watch how he shows up. It shows out in your life. So <laughs> that is what I have for you for part two of uh, this particular series that I'm doing, once again, based on First Chronicles 4.10, the prayer of Jabez. Once again, that prayer one more time, that verse one more time. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. So we just talked a little bit more about you as an entrepreneur and what you can do to, you know, what it may look like for you to ask God to enlarge your territory. So once again, that may be, you know, bringing in more business, bring, expanding your portfolio, all of that amazing stuff. And so watch what happens when you ask God, say, hold on to your hat. So because so, watch what happens when you ask God to expand your territory. So that is what I have for you for part two. To be on the lookout for part three coming next week. Thank you so much for joining us here on Talking Business with Beverly. Until next time, take care. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Business with Beverly. Join us again.